Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Welcome back to the Team Building Podcast. This is Matt Johnson, special guest co-host for the day. I've got Jeff Cohn here, and man, we're back after a long time. Uh, my, uh, my brother from another mother, Jeff, what's up today? Let's go. <laughs> you know what's really sad about that introduction, Matt? We should actually cancel this and start all over. You missed out on three key points. You are a man, a myth, and a legend. Nay, I don't want to be a, legendary. I want to be the, with the little thingy above the E, man, the myth, the legend, the oracle of Omaha. What's up, dude? This is awesome. Oh, and that, yeah, we don't do this enough. We're supposed to go once a month, you guys. So we are sorry. We have not done a great job. It's 100% my fault traveling too often. Matt's always there for me. Um, and I have failed the audience. So we have Matt Johnson with us today, the author, the founder of Pursuing Results, author of Micro Famous. If you haven't picked mm -hmm. up a copy yet, Matt, I'm sure you could share with our audience members how they could get one. Yeah, it's on uh, physical copies on Amazon, digital copy for free on getmicrofamous.com. Matt has not shared this story yet, but he and I have traveled quite some times together. And I think the book came to him because he was with me so often. And in every setting other than real estate settings, I was just another guy. But when you entered a real estate event, people are asking for autographs. They're stealing my hat. It just got crazy. <laughs> Hordes of people screaming, <laughs> chanting my name. It's exactly it. It's exactly it, Jeff. I'd crowd surf and he said, micro famous. That's what you are. I'm writing a book. <laughs> you are the inspiration for everything I do in my business and personal life, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Through narcissism and sociopathology. <laughs> That's right. Well, it takes a little work, but I've got, I've got a good head start on the narcissism. So why not? Let's go. <laughs> we have right. a fun call today, guys. We're going OG all the way back to 2016, mm -hmm. um, I was getting booked on all sorts of podcasts. And finally, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to start my own podcast. And that's where Matt and I connected. And he told me he could help me get, a, get ours launched. We've now recorded over 200 podcast episodes. We have a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, we're on all the other platforms as well. Uh, really great feedback on there. And we would like to ask if you haven't left a review yet, we're trying to get to over a thousand reviews. So please go out to iTunes, give us a five-star, give a quick shout out to whoever we have on the show that day. Uh, ERS launched after the podcast launch, we decided to launch the coaching arm. And with that, I was being invited to be on a lot of podcasts and a lot of stages. And we needed to kind of come up with a 30 minute presentation that we could give that gave people a really quick download of what we were and what we represented. And so I came up with the acronym clap. And so I wanted to revisit clap. It's now called class because evidently using the word clap isn't classy. And so we just switched to the S, but uh, clap stand for culture lead generation, accountability, processes, and strategies. And Matt was asking me before we got on today, um, what are the typical questions people are asking? And I'm like, you know what, honestly, it's the same stuff. Five years later, same content, same challenges, same issues, the world's moving faster, we have to respond quicker, but it's the same stuff. So yep. that's what I want to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're coming up on, uh, so we, we talked about, before we hit record, we're about to go January 1st, of 2022 is essentially the five-year anniversary of the launch of elite real estate systems, right? 
Yeah, the official launch. Yep, we had a handful of people start the beta. I believe it was summer of 16. And by the way, can we all just take a moment? 2022, four months away. No, I don't, don't even. 2022. Don't even. That's awesome. I turned after, 40 after year. this shit show of the last year and a half, I'm I'm ready. I want to get as far away be, from as possible. I'm going to be 80 in 2062. That's weird. Hope I'm mm -hmm. around. I bet the yeah. world's going to be pretty pretty wild in 2062. I was going to say we'll be we'll definitely not be driving our own cars by then, uh, <laughs> and I'm most likely somebody will have killed you by then. I assume, Jeff. <laughs> I hope I don't die. <laughs> Hopefully All right. That doesn't happen. Class. I asked so, somebody recently, Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot. This will be fun. All right, what's up? Uh, for, for everybody to think about. So uh, I was talking with someone recently about billionaires and how, of course, there's way less billionaires than there are millionaires. I don't know the percentage, but that'd be a fun thing to search. Dana, you want to do that on the side right now? What percentage of the world billionaires? What percentage are millionaires? So I asked someone, how many millions? This could have been my 11-year-old son. I don't remember. But I just said, how many mil millions do you think is a billion? And a lot of people don't know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Do you know, Matt, on the spot? Mm -hmm. How many Thousands. million? Yeah, it's a thousand. Mm -hmm. And then how many billions is a trillion? A thousand. So the thing I find fascinating um, for anybody and anybody that's in the financial world today, as you think about the inflation that we're seeing take place in our country, and you look at other countries that have been kind of in the same place that we are now 20, 30 years ago, and you watched what happened. I think that becoming a billionaire over the next 10 years will be the easiest that anyone will be the easiest process anyone um, in, in our history could have gone down that path to become a billionaire because of inflation. So today, yes. if the person with 100 million could easily potentially be a billionaire in 10 years, depending on how inflation hits and what they own when that inflation hits. So what should we own? Real estate. And what has happened just in like three years? Inflation. And everyone says, when's it going to come back down? I don't think it's coming down. I, pro I professed a year and a half ago, it's not coming down. It's going to mm -hmm. go up. It's just going to keep going up. And I think it's going to be harder to get money and money, that's going to drive values even higher. And that is a, that's a problem in society. Right what, now. what do you mean by that? It's going to be harder to get money. You think credit is going to tighten? Yeah. Mm. Yep. hundred percent. I think interest okay. rates will go up. Um, mm. Down payment requirements will probably go up. People will default on loans, um, which will cause rates to go up as well. So right now we're, and I don't know a lot about economics. Um, I know enough to be dangerous, but from what I've seen is the U S government is propping up small business. Who's been, suffering because of government regulations surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. And right now we're still being propped up by that financial infusion. And I took credit, I took advantage of that too. PPP loans, EIDL loans, small business administration loans. So what happens when all that stops? Where, where do those businesses go? Do they, the government's not just gonna keep, hopefully printing money to keep those businesses alive. He's, they're gonna have to let them crash and burn. And that's mm -hmm. where I think we're gonna see some crazy stuff start to happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a, um, I don't know if you heard the story, there's a diner in Washington that's been open for 50 years that just closed down. And they attributed it more to the labor shortage than to the 400 grand in fines they racked up um, for various reasons, <laughs> for, for violating uh, insane restrictions. But that's another story. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a weird, I mean, once you start tinkering with the entire fabric of how things work, and you don't actually understand how economics work, you never know what the side effects are going to be, you can only predict that they will come at some point and they will be bad because you yes. cannot fight reality. So 100%. But at the end of the day, I think if people's core business is based on the fundamentals, which we're talking about, I think they'll be okay in the sense that as long as they're not over leveraged, like that's what I think Warren Buffett has said that a million times, like you will not find a really smart, really wealthy person that goes broke without leverage. 
So as long as you use leverage intelligently, you'll be fine through almost any market correction, as long as you have business that's based on the fundamentals and you don't get over leveraged. And I think that's the temptation is during the good times, right up until 2020, there were some good times. Did people get over leveraged? And if so, how do you handle it? Uh, I just interviewed somebody on my podcast um, that ended up going to prison for 10 years for, uh, for wire fraud, for ha- how he was attempting to deal with getting over leveraged and having to move money between different LLCs that he had set up for different properties, all just basically trying to just make things float and make sure he took care of his investors. Like there was no necessarily right. ill intent behind it, but he broke some rules. And the next thing you know, he's in federal prison. So yeah, I think that's uh, the key is like, you've got to have your core business based on class. Uh, because if you do, and you're not over leveraged, you'll be fine. The only question is just how long will it take to, uh, to get back on your feet? So uh, let's go through the, the acronym real quick once again, and just see if there's anything that sparks uh, that you've been thinking about lately. So sure. culture leads accountability, uh, either s- systems and strategies. Now I think it's a uh, class. Yep. So okay. we did uh, when it was collapse, it was processes and strategies, yeah. some strategies because people didn't like the SDD. <laughs> so starting with stay culture, classy. You know, I want to see San Diego. <laughs> I wanted to start by just talking about learning. And okay. it's something that's been quite fascinating to me as I've watched people say with their words that they wanted to change and they want to become a better version of themselves and they want to hit their life goal and they want to make more money and they want a new house, they want a new dog and all these things. But then you look at the time they put into learning to become a better version of themselves and there's not much time. So at the end of their day, they say they don't have the time for it. They have the time to watch Yellowstone. They have the time to walk their dog. They have the time to do all these other things, but they don't make the time to learn. And I think what's fascinating about the generation that now is kind of coming through, and my kids are 16, 14, 12, and I've watched, you know, we have college kids that we've hired. Um, I don't think that they're learning as well as we possibly learn. I think there's too much content. They're content overwhelmed. Same thing's happening with podcasts, books, um, even events that people maybe choose to go to. And you get conflicting views as you start listening. So I think the important thing is take in everything. And I do this with politics as an example. I've done this with religion. Take in belief systems of every person, every entity, and then make decisions for yourself that are backed by analytics. So if you track everything, you're good. And there is a culture of that tracking. There's a culture of learning and continuing to try to better your business. And that's the exact point you made earlier, just saying that, you know, everyone will be fine if they're not over leveraged. Leverage is great. Don't be over leveraged. You always be in a position to pivot. But I think we can pivot today because of technology faster than we've ever been able to pivot in history. We can hire a call team of 100 people literally in 24 hours. When did, when did that ever exist, right? You can go pay 10 grand a month right now for leads for one month, and then the next month shut it off by the mm-hmm. click of a button. So now it comes down to people. So when you talk culture, who are the right people to have, you know, the seats in the bus? Um, a book I've referenced a lot on here is The uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team by mm-hmm. Patrick Lencioni, making sure you have the right people in the right place. Where that all starts is, where are you seated on the bus? Are you in your strongest position? Should you be the rainmaker of the team right now, or should you step away so that you can focus on building the team? Should you be the accountability coach? Should you be the ops manager? Should you be writing checks, or should somebody else be doing it? And people always say, well, I don't like that part of my job. Well, then quit doing that part of your job. You can hire somebody else to do it or work towards hiring somebody else to do it. And I think that's, that's a big true. part of culture. What's been your experience, Matt? Oh, man. Well, I'm seeing the same thing that you are. The, the content overwhelm, you put it really well. And I hadn't thought about it quite like that, but you're 100% right. You know, like I, I, I swim in the ocean of podcasting every day. But honestly, I don't listen to a lot of business podcasts for myself anymore. I listen to it for business purposes, right? To, to stay on top of what's working, what's not for the agency. <clears throat> 
But honestly, like I, I get more of my content from books and I get way more out of books than I get out of just consuming a bunch of content, uh, you know, video and, and, and audio. And I think people are overwhelmed. I think you can see it in the sense that I would say maybe the top couple of percentage points of people who sell online courses are profitable. Everyone else is break even or worse. Mm -hmm. um, and they're the ones struggling to run ads, build their email list and all this stuff. And the, the only the biggest players are really making that business model even work anymore. Well, why is that? Well, it's because there's so much competition out there. But yeah, I mean, at this point, we're, we're in a very odd it, it's, it's, we have an abundance of something that used to be scarce, which is we have an abundance of content, success content. We have an abundance of strategy systems, processes, like all that stuff. Like this is now abundant. You can hear the top guys, the top gals in the country sharing basically everything. Cause they know you're probably not going to apply 99% of it. So they have, they like, there's no incentive for them to hold back. Nobody's holding back. So the question is, yeah, you mentioned all the conflicting viewpoints. What do you do with it? Well, at the end of the day, you have to be willing to apply the scientific method to your own business. Come up with a hypothesis, try something out, test it, see if it worked, and then go, great. It either worked or didn't work. Now let's move on to the next thing. Because you don't know what's going to work for you. Like, you get, like you're, you're not going to get any fewer conflicting views by, by consuming more content. You're only going to get more noise. So the question yep. is, what do you do with the noise? You've got to actually try something. And that's, that's what bothers me, I think, the most is the, the generation of, of people that I see, because I, I hire kids pretty fresh out of college as well, is they are uncomfortable slash like resistant to that kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. Come up with a hypothesis. Let's figure out something that will test it. Let's find out what the fact is. Will it work or will it not work? And let's see if it works and let's do it. Um, they are uncomfortable with that because it forces them to confront the real world and put their ass on the line. The challenge is that we are indoctrinated by our socialization, which comes starts with the family and the school system that we come from. And we're taught to not fail. We should yeah. be encouraged to raise our hand and get the answer wrong. But no kids feel good when they raise their hand and get the answer wrong, so they stop raising their hands. And those are the kids that we're getting, that we're hiring as college exactly. students, graduated from college. So celebrating people's failures, and no failure is a failure if you learn from it. And so I think that that's hard to learn. That's, that's hard. Personally, I don't like losing money. I remember losing my wife and I when we were dating. Um, we did a, we, my wife was on an AT&T roaming plan and thought that when we were on some phone calls while she was out of town, that she, that that was covered on her roaming plan. And it wasn't, her bill was like $979. And I'm telling someone this story the other day and they're like, wow, that's a lot of money back then. And I said, back then, a thousand bucks. That's a lot of money right now. Like I would, that would kill me right now to get a cell phone bill for an extra thousand bucks. Like that's a lot of money. So I don't know where I'm going with it. But one thing I do want to say is if you want to be an oak tree, you got to start with an oak seed, an oak tree seed, right? And so mm -hmm. what I think is fascinating is people go and look for content from entities, people, mentalities that aren't what they want to become. So follow the person, the entity, the mouthpiece, the book, the author, the podcast of a person you want to be like when you grow up. If everything and anything I represent isn't what you want, I invite you to never come back to my podcast and go find a podcast that emulates what you want. And, and you feel like best identifies with who you are. And that comes kind of, and we can end on culture, but that's kind of where I would end the culture conversation is your culture is an extension of you. If you don't like your culture, you say your team culture sucks. That's because you've sucked as a leader, identifying what the culture is that you want, and then making sure that you help the agents to emulate that same culture and expand and grow upon the culture that you're looking for in your organization. Yeah. yeah it's uh, just a, just a, 
finish that off and then we'll we'll close down. Uh, I read a really interesting anecdote uh, in, a, in a novel of all places, but it was really good because I know it's true. I've heard it before. Uh, the development of the AK-47. You ever heard about this? So the Russians knew that mostly they were putting these guns in the hands of, of untrained people, a lot of farmers, peasants, you know, people that were not super experienced. They knew they weren't going to have a lot of time and resources to train them. So there's little things about the gun. It's not just that it's a, it's a reliable gun. They understood and they thought really deeply about how people are going to use this in, in real life. So, for example, the full auto selector switch on AK-47, if you just pick up the gun and crank it to the end, it doesn't go to full auto. Because what will happen is you fire it off and you'll be left with an empty clip right at the start of a gunfight. When you, when you just pick up and you're, you're in fight or flight mode and you push that selector, that selector switch out of the way to the end, it goes to single shot. Counterintuitively. All American guns, that's that's full auto at the end, right. the single shots in the middle, right? You have to like deliberately choose to have a single shot. They're like, no, no. Like we have to account for not how we would like to people people to be, but how people actually are. Oh, that's that's fascinating. I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's very interesting. So I think oh. and that's that like you're you're a big inspiration for that. Like I built my entire business on systems first, then people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I watched I, like you deal with people as they are, not how you would like them to be. Yep. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. How do people uh, best get in touch with you guys? Uh, learn more about the coaching, learn more about team building workshops, all that fun stuff. Yeah. First off, this podcast uh, is really what set us off. We never even wanted to coach kind of doing a revisit to the five years ago. That was never my intention. I didn't want to be a coach personally one-on-one. Uh, that wasn't where I was going to get my passion. And I only could influence a number of people doing that. And I wanted to be able to grow exponentially. So we launched the podcast to give back. Um, we had so many people reach out and say, hey, we want to do coaching. We want to come to workshops. And that's why we started adding them. So we host a workshop physically in Omaha three times a year. And then we have a big ad- annual summit that's once a year in the summer. Our next big workshop is coming up right around the corner. It's in September. We'd love to invite you guys. I think it's September 20th, 21st, and 22nd. All Monday is on investing and how I took my disposable income and put it towards acquiring a portfolio of over $10 million worth of single family, multifamily. And my partner, Clint, will introduce you to all of our direct reports on who helps us build that. And then day two is all team building where we take you through all the nuts and bolts of the class. So culture leads accountability system strategies. You'll get to hear from my ops manager, Kevin, our success manager, Andy, and then I'll be there as well. And we're there the whole time. We're not a sellout event where you see the VIP or the keynote who's there for 30 minutes and then they leave. (laughs) in their limo to get into their Hyundai rental car and drive home. (laughs) So we are going to be there all day, all night. We hang out with everyone. We go to the happy hours. It's a really awesome event. If you were ever to go to an event and you feel comfortable coming this September, this is the event to come to. Um, Go check out more information on that. Just go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Click on events. It'll show you all the upcoming events. We do have virtual events as well. And then, of course, our main offering, Elite Real Estate Systems High Level Team Leader Coaching. Um, it's $9.97 a month, but you get the first three months 50% off. Um, you can learn more about that. Go to ersdemocall.com. You can get on a call with our CEO, Kevin McGowan. He'll take you through the whole product offering, or you can find more information on the website. We have a fun little cartoon and tons of information out there to show you all the topics that we cover. And then, of course, with the ERS product offering, there's the agent training product. It's only 97 bucks a month. All your agents get on it for free if you're a team leader client. And that's a Monday topical training every week for an hour and then a Wednesday dialogue training every week for an hour. And then the last thing is with the team leader product, uh, we do team leader calls that are just the team leaders every Thursday. We usually average about 50 people on that group coaching call on Zoom. Um, then you also get as a bonus, the Tuesday uh, investor training. So we have 52 topics every year 
uh, that we go over that teaches how to invest in single family, multifamily from lead gen to lead acquisition, et cetera. It's a lot of fun stuff uh, with ERS and there's a ton of stuff coming out in the uh, next year. We're going to start coaching uh, title companies. We're going to start coaching insurance agents. We're going to start coaching mortgage companies because ancillaries is our big thing right now helping to prop up the profit margin as the traditional real estate commission is challenged. We want to make sure agents and people that are in the real estate business stay in the real estate business. And we know we can do that by providing our, the consumer with a one-stop one -stop shop solution, helping create the hybrid agent, the hybrid tech powered agent of the future. And that's everything we represent and what we talk about in our coaching product and at the, at the workshops. Love it. All right. Elite real estate systems.com. And, uh, and hopefully Jeff, Jeff, you're not quite really in the saddle. Like you're kind of back in Omaha, but apparently you're going to be traveling just as much as you have been over the summer. You claim I'm in all sorts of saddles. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been crazy. I spoke at uh, boomtown unite. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to be speaking at mega camp virtual. I, um, we were out in San Diego. I told you at the Steve mm -hmm. Sims event. And then a uh, week and a half ago, I was in Alaska fishing with our mortgage and insurance company. And then last week, I took my family to Lake of the Ozarks. But I actually, as of right now, the recording of this podcast, I have zero trips planned for the rest of my life. Nothing <laughs> on the book. That does not happen very for often. For the rest of your life, yeah. There's that'll last, that'll last right about, now. what, three days? Yeah. I need yeah. to start loading up. 2022, we get loaded up. Exactly. So if anyone has any great trip ideas, mm -hmm. um, I do, I do travel. I, I love to speak at events, big events. I like to have large audiences. Um, I'm into all that kind of stuff. You can instant message me um, or email me, or just, you can reach out on the elite real estate systems page. If you'd like to book us for something like that. We also still do the virtual workshops or sorry, the on-site workshops. So for 10 grand, we'll bring all of our staff and we'll give you the same workshop you'd get if you came to Omaha. And that works a lot of times. If you're going to bring a team of seven or eight people, and you're looking at a thousand bucks a person for the workshop, some, mm -hmm. some brokerages just say, Hey, let's just fly them out and we'll spend a whole day with your company and we'll go out at night. We'll do dinner. And it's a really fun time. So for anybody that, that makes sense, would love for you guys to hit us up. If you're in San Diego, we maybe we'll give you a little bit of a discount. Let's say Hawaii, San Diego, Florida. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> other, call it the sunshine Hawaii, discount. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alaska, maybe right now. Uh -huh. So I got your answers here to your question. How many millionaires Ooh. and billionaires? Let's hear it, Dana. This, is, this phantom voice, by the way, is my producer. He's I got my a sidekick. He's my better, better half. Man. Go ahead, Dana. <laughs> so we got 20 million millionaires is what Google pulled up. Everybody's a millionaire. Yep. Yeah. And then 2,755 billionaires. Wow. With 493 new billionaires, probably from the last year. Wow. Goodness. That's really interesting. So what is 2,000 into 20 million? 1%? Uh, I think it was a count maybe from the last couple years. How many was it? Jeez. Uh, no, it's, 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 a, it's a tenth of 1%. So one, one yeah. one thousand. So there's about a thousand times more millionaires than there are billionaires. Hmm. That's so like the most extreme example of the 80-20 rule. Out of the 2,700 billionaires, 500 entered that world the last 12 months. Uh, that's what I've been hearing the last, what I've been hearing. And that's what I just pulled up here on Google. It said, uh, well, and it's just a simple Google search, uh, 2,755 hmm. new billionaires. New members to the list, 493. That's what I've been hearing. That's you know, pretty crazy around. as a percentage. What percentage? That's 20%. That's I'm just looking forward to Jeff's new podcast, How to Become a Russian Oligarch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right.
right, gentlemen. Fun fact. That was awesome. Um, you guys, one final thing. If you're still hanging with us, thank you for coming through this whole podcast with me and Mr. Matt Johnson. Uh, please go out to iTunes. I'd love a five-star trying to get to 1,000 <laughs> reviews. You're going to see there's like 150 reviews or something like yep. that. So I'm saying 1,000. I'll be saying that for so, quite some time. I'm committing to 1,000 episodes, by the way. I think that's when pa- Pat Hyben said, I'm out. And he was doing daily. So add up the years. How many more do we have? 10 years? <laughs> 20 years? I have 800 more to go. That's right. I think that's a lot of About years. 15 so. years, yeah. But this is awesome. This is my passion. I love it. Can't tell. I always bring energy to these. And it's funny, Matt, as we've ran, um, every time we host events, every time we go to events and people say they've heard of us, we always will say, where'd you hear from about us from? And 98% will say the podcast. Everybody wow. loving it. So I appreciate you, Matt. I'll publicly thank you in pursuing results. You guys have an amazing staff. You're doing an awesome job. Uh, we would not be here if it wasn't for you. We definitely wouldn't be having you know 120,000 downloads a year. Um, you guys do an awesome job writing copy. And so I'll just kind of pair it what I've heard from our audience members. A lot of people are reading the copy that you write and make decisions on which podcast to listen to based on the copy mm, that's good. there. And the titles are great and specific to the point. I think there's people out there that do podcasts that kind of lie. There will be like a five minute conversation about X, like let's say AK 47s. And then the whole article or the title AK 47s and how that attributes to yeah. your business. Like, it's like a little bit misleading. Exactly. So you guys have done an amazing job and thank you publicly for five years of growth with over 200 podcast episodes, over 120,000 downloads a year, five-star rated. If you search team building, I come up before Tony Robbins, mic drop. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. All right, guys. Well, like you said, go leave a review. Do it right now. Do not delay. Pick up your uh, pick up your phone. Get out the Apple Podcast app. Go click on write a review. Say something nice. Uh, if you like a particular guest, make sure to give them a shout out. Not me, but some of the other guests that have been on the show. Um, and uh, join us next time for the uh, the next episode. See you, Matt. Thanks, you guys. <laughs>